Welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Unlike physical strength, emotional strength is not so apparent to the eye, but having it can anchor your marriage and grow your family's emotional and mental resources. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm your host for this episode. Now, in each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, and uh, so much, so much more. So we hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and grow with us as you also grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Now, today we're exploring what makes strong marriages, specifically what makes emotionally strong marriages. And we are going to delve into this sometimes touchy topic of respect. What does respect look like in marriage? I think that probably gives rise to some conflict sometimes, at least in my marriage. And today we have with us uh, our guests, uh, husband and wife, uh, Jay and Lynn. Welcome to our Connect2 podcast. Jay and Lynn are married for 15 years and they have two teens. Um, I don't know about you, I have one teen and it really feels like I'm an empty nester, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to them to introduce themselves uh, shortly. They are trained in international finance and social insurance. They're going to share their lives with us today. Thanks for taking time out. Uh, maybe get you to introduce yourselves, uh, maybe your love story, how you met. Hi, everyone. I'm Lynn, and I work in the area of social insurance. And Jay and I have been married for 15 years, and we have two daughters. And we serve actively in our church's uh, music and children's ministries. Hi, I'm Jay. I work in the area of international finance. We got married 15 years ago, but we knew each other uh, 20 years ago. So five years uh, before we got hitched. So like like a college sweetheart kind of thing? No, uh, no. we <laughs> met at work. Uh, Ooh. But these things do happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's always good to know that as we look back over our marriage, we realise that Marriage has its ups and its downs. There are challenges and there are so much joy. So given how different our personalities are, uh, it's quite a blessing that we are still happily married together. Would you describe your marriage as like an emotionally strong one? <laughs> yeah, I think I would say that uh, we do have quite an emotionally strong marriage and both of us are relatively uh, emotionally resilient. And I guess this has also uh, developed over time. Mm. I think one of the aspects is we don't uh, have outbursts at every small thing these days and we try not to sweat the small stuff. And I think it's also being able to read each other better over time. So when you are new in your marriage, you realise, why is this happening? Why is she reacting this way? But over time after you realise, that's how she is, that's how I am, and when we talk and, I guess, resolve some of these issues, mm. you kind of know and read the situation better, and sometimes it's better to walk away, sometimes put in a nice word, sometimes it's just to kind of de-escalate the situation. So these things do take time and hard work, and to make sure that you kind of swerve away from some of the very dicey situations that if you're... So, if so does that mean you, like you, like if I asked you this question, I mean, you've married 15 years, so like half the time uh, it would be seven years if I had asked you this question seven years ago, um, whether or not you have an emotionally strong marriage, would you have said yes then? I would say yes, but I think we have grown stronger. And I think that's how marriage is, right? You you get past the wedding, you have that high. After you realise, hey, it's now is a different phase. And this phase requires hard work. It's mm. about resolving conflict. It's about loving one another. It's yeah. going beyond 
the vows that you make, but also putting into action what the vow says. I think today's statistics show us that, especially during the fifth and tenth year of marriage, right, that's really almost like the time of testing. <laughs> 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 Definitely no more honeymoon. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, I don't know if you uh, experienced that, but it is said that some of the signs of an emotionally strong person as well as an emotionally strong relationship uh, shows or gets proven and tested only in times of crisis, in times of uh, distress, right? Um, but I mean, yeah. I, I think all of us, when we got married, we definitely didn't get married in order to go through crisis or face storms. And definitely, I think we always have that picture that we will be happily ever after. And I think today we want to learn from you guys. How do we achieve this? I heard you mention that you do consider yourselves, you know, as individuals being already emotionally quite resilient or quite strong. I'm, I'm not sure if that's always been the case or, you know, going through marriage has kind of helped to make you an emotionally stronger person. But we do want to explore today with Jay and Lynn, uh, who are here with us. So what are the ingredients to grow an emotionally strong marriage, particularly in this whole area of respect, which is oftentimes misunderstood. So, you know, if you could unpack that a little bit for us, like how does respect play into your marriage? I think many people may think of respect as an outward show of saying please, thank you, uh, kind of respectful behaviour. But mm. it's certainly more than that. Uh, respect starts from an inner attitude of truly valuing the other person. And I think it is this uh, strong inner conviction that will then shape our outward responses. I think mutual respect by both parties in the marriage help each other know and more importantly feel that they are pulling in the right direction. So in some ways, respects helps uh, submission, if you will, because everyone knows that we are on the same side. We are not on opposing sides. We are here as a team. We may have differing views, but ultimately we need to work out the situation, work on a compromise if need to, mm. and to make sure that we're not pulling in the same direction. I don't know if this is going to open a can of worms, but you know, in our Asian culture, right, oftentimes it's seen as like the a bit patriarchal, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, bluntly put, more chauvinistic, I don't know. <laughs> not in our marriage. <laughs> not in your marriage. In your marriage, it's way around. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, I think you were mentioning earlier also that research does show that men do value respect uh, maybe slightly more than women who, uh, you know, maybe desire love more. And I think this is just a natural thing, how we are made, how we are created to be. And yeah, I think even uh, before I got married in our faith, we were very familiar with the passage that says our wives respect your husbands and I think from there I knew it was an important ingredient for a strong marriage so yeah but I think there's nothing like the challenge of putting head knowledge into day-to-day -day <laughs> practice yeah yeah and I think respect is one thing but it doesn't mean that it has to be always in agreement it doesn't mean it always has to be one way we can agree to disagree in fact if we agree on everything, then something is really, really wrong. But because when we realize that we disagree, we realize that actually we can come up with better solutions. And sometimes as uh, so-called the man, uh, I also want to hear what my spouse wants to do. It doesn't mean that I'm excluding her from the decision. Uh, when I make a decision that eventually becomes so-called uh, my initial point of view, that she's part of the decision. conversation and decision will actually make uh, her, I guess, respect me as well as I respecting her simply because we made a joint decision yeah. and both of us have been, uh, have said our views. 
Then we'll say happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> or, or, Indeed. Or rather like if anyway it's the wife's decision so anything goes wrong at least it's like phew. <laughs> it ultimately speaks to the point that you need to keep on working in it. Respect is not something that you can buy. It has to be earned. And if it's earned, it means that you need to get your spouse on your side. You need to speak to her or you need to speak to him. And it needs to make sure that when there are issues that both of you face, be it a challenge with a teen, yeah. a challenge with a life decision on work, talk it through. And I felt that that's always the best way that we can get respect, mm -hmm. mutual respect in our marriage. So does respect actually look quite different for both of you? I mean, like how a wife perceives respect from her husband versus how a husband sees respect from the wife. I guess for me, and uh, she can speak for herself, uh, <laughs> respect, I guess when she respects me in a sense that she shares my views, mm. uh, she wants to do things, and I think she's more than capable of making a decision, but she informs me ahead of time what she's doing. And I say, mm, I know that's your decision, but because you're informing me, there's also a sense of that I'm being respected. And I think that's quite healthy in terms of marriage because marriage is ultimately about one couple, uh, not two individuals. And because it's one couple, everybody should be kind of in on the conversation. A lifetime of love and romance requires intentional effort and attention. Yet, in times of busyness and with overwhelming priorities to tend to, our marriages can often take a back seat. No matter the state of your relationship today, we want to help you and your spouse thrive. Check out Connect2, featuring specially curated experiences and resources, our favourite selection of articles, top hits on our podcast, date ideas, conversation starters and more to address the issues that are keeping you and your spouse apart and help you rekindle the joy of pursuing one another. Visit www.family.org.sg slash connect2 today. So what respect looks like to me is actually very similar to what love means as well. Because I think, as we said earlier, respect is about fundamentally valuing the other person, sometimes above yourselves, your own wants, your own needs. Practically speaking, I think what respect means to me now, after we've been married for 15 years, is often just taking a pause and thinking about how I can react in a certain situation, thinking about how I can use words that show that I value my spouse, instead of displaying uh, words and actions that just disregards his feelings. So for you to know that Jay actually respects you, it's at the end of the day boils down to knowing that you are valued by him. Okay. Yeah. Would that be the same, Jay? Like to know that Lynn respects you, it means that yes. to the knowledge that she values you? Yes. Or is it yes. more that she she's heard your opinion? <laughs> it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. So hearing your opinion is one thing. Mm. Uh, to be valued can mean so many other things too. For example, getting you a glass of water after you come back from work, for example. I mean, mm. but you had a long day. Something like that. Simple acts of kindness, if you will, of uh, treating the other person with love and respect as well mm. as to value the person and how his views and his point and his feelings. It almost sounds a little bit like the husband perceives respect in a more cognitive way, whereas the wife uh, perceives respect in a more emotional way. I mean, just hearing would say you. so, but we don't. We can't speak for every other couple, but that kind of works in our marriage. Yeah. 
Oh, that's what we observe. <laughs> it's interesting because there is this research that was done of 7,000 people apparently and the question asked of them was this, when you are in a conflict with your spouse, uh, do you feel unloved or do you feel disrespected? 83% of the men actually said that, oh, in conflict, they feel disrespected by their wives. But 72% of the women said, oh, in conflict, they feel unloved by their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I can understand that, but I don't think it kind of works in our marriage. I think respect also means not thinking less of a person and mm. uh, or consciously or subconsciously belittling the person because yeah. if you don't regard the person highly or rightly and then all your thoughts and your inner feelings will then be filled with disrespect and then it will just come out. Where did you all like sort of learn this concept of oh. mutual respect and submission and yeah, how that looks like? <laughs> I guess for us, uh, our faith teaches us to respect one another. And I think because of that, it also means that there is a sense that everybody is an equal partner. We may be different, but both of us are equal in, in many ways. Not to say that she needs to make the call on major decisions because I think sometimes we need to make a joint call but it doesn't mean that her views are not heard. Her views has to be heard because it can't be like I want to take a job posting overseas and I'm going, I'm not going to tell you. It doesn't work that way because ultimately it's a joint decision. When we come together as a family unit, there is also the sense that we have become one and I won't be respecting her if I do not tell her the major things that's happening in my life that will require a buy-in too. So even that involvement of your other half, your better half, <laughs> is necessary in order to accord the due respect. Would you say that this kind of clashes in any way with like Asian culture? Maybe they talk about how mm. you know it can be more perhaps patriarchal or one-sided, right? Yeah. yeah, I think in our parents' generation or even before that especially, respect was something that was demanded of mm. a wife, of uh, one's children. But I think especially in Singapore, we have come quite far from that now. And I think like Jay said, um, respect really has to be earned and it's something mm. that you can't quite demand anymore, even from your <laughs> children. So mm. I think we treat them in a way that fosters the, a strong relationship such that respect is just throughout a family. And actually... Uh, respect is so universal, right? Even mm, when you're dealing true. with colleagues, with anyone. Yeah, it's about being other-centred. It has to realise that uh, mm. you want people to do this to you, mm. then you should do that to others. It, it does mean that you have to put effort la, mm. to get this going. Uh, you want people to let you go through the door and hold the door for you. You should be the one also holding the door for, for somebody who's coming after you. Okay, that's a really, really... <laughs> Good one, because so should then husbands be expected to hold the door open for the wives? Or is, only, or is it like, you know, if you translate what you just said, Jay, it would be that if I, as a wife, expect my husband to hold the door for me, I should first hold the door for him. I guess that's something we always yearn to do. We may not always get it perfect, but... I think that's something that we should always strive for. It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. So I suppose always be the one to take the initiative, to do unto others as you would like them to do to you. Yeah. I think she brought a good point. If she does that to me, mm. then I kind of am obligated, if you will, or to do that to her. And mm. she starts that, mm. that, that virtuous cycle. Mm. And sometimes you realise that actually, if you want her to so-called to change, 
you should start doing it first and then she will say hey maybe I should do it too and then you kind of get that uh, spiraling upwards mm. when you spiraling downwards with a quarrel or something that gets, gets worse and worse yeah. I like this do to others what you want them to do to you right the golden rule right what we yeah. say <laughs> yeah. uh, but what you just shared it reminds me of the agorages who has this thing called the, the love and respect cycle and I think what we are reminded whether husbands or wives that we can be the first one to make that step right like you said it's a chicken egg thing but if we without weighing and calculating maybe whether our spouse has respected us but we make that first move instead of going downward in a spiral it will be a more virtuous cycle going upwards right Mm -hmm. where we feed off each other's respect uh, versus feed off each other's disrespect yeah Uh, and this is what the agorages calls the energizing cycle rather than the crazy cycle that spirals downwards yeah and it's a good i think it's a good simple yet such an important reminder that i think jay you said it right to be at the end of the day, just other-centered. Yes, and I think it also then comes back to my earlier point about marriage being tough work and hard work. These things about being other-centered do not come naturally to many people. So it's, it's about being We're conscious. All selfish. <laughs> yeah, so it's about being conscious of your own action. You know that as a concept in your mind, but mm. do you kind of do it? I think that's the difficult part. Mm. And sometimes in the marriage, if you know that we're all pulling in the same direction, right. then why don't you try to start a virtuous cycle by doing something that you wish your spouse was doing to you mm-hmm. but why don't you start it first and then maybe she catches on and then you know you, you will get your way too eventually it's true it cannot just be in your head right when you said it's hard work and hard hard h-a-r-d work okay we do have to get to our question that we ask sure. each podcast um, and today's question is this my spouse and I have very different opinions and sometimes I feel like my opinions are not valued and are not treated with respect I know this is affecting our connection as a couple but I also don't feel like I want to bring it up because I think it will just result in another argument Ooh. it's a difficult question for me arguments are, I guess part and puzzle of being in a couple because you have different views mm-hmm. it's how do you kind of control the arguments and kind mm. of show respect during it's easier said than done obviously yeah. I remember three pearls of wisdom that we got actually before we got married uh, three important words sorry I am wrong please forgive me uh, these are the hardest words to say when things are so so heated mm. but I think one needs to step back during these discussions and to kind of remind ourselves that actually our marriage is worth fighting for lah. It is remembering the vows that you made, the commitments that you made when you got married. And it's worth putting away your pride, your hurt, to mend and to fight for something that's worth much more. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like what was mentioned today, in terms of the question, I would suggest that maybe each couple should kind of listen hard to uh, the other side. First point, listen hard. Second, breathe in. <laughs> Third, uh, you speak slowly and as calmly as you can. Fourth, you work on addressing the situation. And that means compromising if need to, expressing your feelings. And fifth, once that's settled, move on. Don't rake it out uh, five years later and say, you did this to me, that's not fair. Once the situation is settled, move on. And I think that's kind of how marriage is, right? You forgive. Your spouse may hurt you, I may hurt her next time, and she forgives, and that will make our marriage much stronger. 
Yeah, for myself, I guess when I'm upset, usually I ask myself first, am I tired? And usually I am. So <laughs> after sleeping it off, the next morning, everything has a new perspective. And I think even if there are issues to resolve, they are usually easier to deal with. Yeah, sometimes a lot of things are difficult because we are all so tired and we live in such a stressful society. So taking care of our physical selves also matters and we're in a better state to resolve all other issues. I, I don't know if it's a wife or husband who wrote in with this question, but I guess hearing from uh, Jay and Lynn, firstly get enough sleep. <laughs> So you're in a better state physically, mentally, emotionally to start that conversation and maybe taking one of the tips from Jay, uh, use one of the three key words, right? Or key phrases, uh, starting with, I'm sorry, <laughs> hard as it may be. And I think the reminder is, even as we talked about respect today, is perhaps we need to be the ones to make the first move, right? Versus, I mean, chicken egg questions. So who's going to be first? Let's be the one. So today's couple challenge, if you're listening to this with your spouse, would you take an extra five minutes at the end, just five minutes at the end of this episode to share with each other what respect means to you? Are there any situations where you feel very much respected by your spouse or situations where you felt disrespected? Okay, try to share this with openness, <laughs> as we've been reminded by our guests today. Uh, listen, listen hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, share uh, specific incidents, okay, so you can better understand both your perspectives on this topic. Well, with that, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and our next episode will be actually unpacking how we live out respect, where we will share more practical ways to actually demonstrate that to our spouse. So do tune in to hear part two of our discussion. If you know a friend or couple who are newly married or getting married next year, do invite them to check out our two upcoming workshops in March and May and visit family.org.sg slash c2marriageprep to find out more. And for more marriage content, do visit our website. That's family.org.sg slash connect2. We hope you have followed and subscribed to the Connect2 podcast. Uh, do share it with a friend who can also benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.